Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, the Model 3 is a bigger hit than even Tesla expected. So now what? Plus, Elon Musk drops a ton of new information during an impromptu Twitter AMA and much more. Welcome to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, episode 36 for April 10th, 2016. First off, I want to welcome any new folks to the podcast. I want to thank you for giving it a try. Last week's episode, episode 35, was my most downloaded episode yet. And I'm really glad because, honestly, aside from the uh, peaking audio issues that were on the Men on the Street interviews, and by the way, I apologize for that, I realized after the fact that I, I was like, oh man, I got this wrong. I thought I had my levels right. Did not. Anyway, uh, I'm overall, I'm actually very proud of how that episode turned out. I feel really good about it. I hope it gave you a, a bit of a sense of what it was like to camp out overnight and wait in line for the Model 3. And also a bit of what it was like to be at the Model 3 event. So uh, again, if you're, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. I do appreciate it. Now, on to the big stuff for this week in Tesla news, and it is virtually all Model 3 related, as you might imagine. Uh, there is actually, there's a lot more follow-up this week than I anticipated. I really thought, uh, hmm, you know, it could just be quiet for a while after the big Model 3 reveal. Not the case. In fact, quite the opposite, thanks to your favorite CEO and mine, Elon Musk. So uh, we know that we have over 325,000 of us have put down Model 3 reservations already. Now, based on Elon's tweets, the, the car has clearly crushed even their own internal expectations. 325K in a week, Elon kept tweeting updates. Of course, even right from the event, when it was, I think he said 115 on stage, and then I think I have a photo, a photo on my phone, they kept the event counter up and running for a while at the event, and even... At the event, it got, yeah, it was over, here it is on my phone, over 133,000 during the event. But ultimately, in the first week, over 325,000 reservations. And of course, 1000 bucks a pop, that's $325 million into Tesla's pockets to help fund the Model 3 this week. And so, you know, this is great news. Uh, you, saw, you probably saw that the stock did very well, as I predicted it would to my, to my wife. I'm like, watch, the stock... I wish we had a bunch because the stock's probably going to do really well. Uh, it did. But here's the thing. I got to thinking about this. The only possible downside to 325,000 reservations that I can see uh, is that they can't rush the cars because they've got so many orders. And I'm talking both on the development side and actual production. Uh, you know, because I don't want to get a rough around the edges car for any reason. Uh, no, no one does. And especially not because they felt the pressure to get as many of them out the door as possible. Uh, in short, I, I really just hope Tesla doesn't become a victim of its own success here. 325,000 reservations don't really mean much if a bunch of those people are unhappy with the cars they get. Now, fortunately, tes that's never really been Tesla's way. They They will get things right, but 
Obviously, there's a lot riding on this. You know, this, they've never attempted this scale before, this volume before. Uh, and on this note, if you are a reservation holder, you probably got the email this week sent out to reservation holders that was titled Welcome to Tesla. And at the bottom of it, there's an interesting blurb. It says, we're currently increasing our production plans to minimize the weight for your Model 3. Now, do I think that mean that means we're going to get the cars earlier? No, not at all. I don't think that in any way, shape, or form. I mean, again, this is Tesla, a company that has never shipped a, a product remotely on time. And I say that not in malice or anything like that. That's that's just how Tesla is, and that's the one area where they've not uh, been good. You know, they've the, the, the they've delivered world class cars, uh, three of them, in fact. But you know, deadlines have not been. Their friend, even even after the fact, you know, even autopilot was was pretty late. But uh, I do think, and Elon has tweeted accordingly about needing to rethink their production plans. So I don't think we're going to get the cars earlier. I just think they're really working hard on ways to to ramp up production as quickly as possible. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Now. Something else got me thinking this week. Many of you probably saw on on social media somewhere on the internet the incredible video of the SpaceX rocket landing on the barge after its successful launch and and mission to the ISS. So the thought occurred to me, man, between the runaway initial success of the Model 3 and that incredible SpaceX mission... Just go to SpaceX Twitter or NASA Twitter if you haven't seen the video, by the way. But between the the, the Model Three and and the SpaceX the Dragon rocket, has is there anyone in the world who's had a better week than Elon Musk? What this guy's this, he should buy a lottery ticket because he's on fire. Not that he needs it, but he is on fire right now. He is just. Everything he's t- he's got the Midas touch working right now, and and good for him. I mean, he, again, I, I love Elon. I, I just uh, appreciate the fact that he's really trying to do. He's trying to make the world a better place through through both the most grandiose thing possible and something a little more practical and everyday with in the form of cars. So, uh, speaking of the cars, that's of course what this podcast is about, and I want to move on to news and the. The Elon Twitter storm. I'm just going to get right into it. So first up, courtesy of a tweet, uh, a Twitter. Oh man, <laughs> let me try that one again. A tweeted question from Trevor Page, who is both a listener of, of this show and the person who runs the Tesla Model Three Owners Club website. Hi, Trevor. Elon replied to his tweet and confirmed that my favorite wheels from the reveal, I talked about them last week, the ones that largely resemble the existing turbines, but uh, instead meet at a carbon fiber hub in the center, that they will go into production. Because Elon, uh, Trevor tweeted him about it, said, oh, these are great. I hope they make it to production. And Elon replied, they will. We spent a lot of time on those. So uh, if Trevor, since you seem to have magic touch, if you could also try and get confirmed, may I please get the existing multi-coat Tesla red paint confirmed next? That's my next goal. In lieu of signature red, which I don't expect to be uh, offered in any way, shape, or form, you never know, but 
Uh, I keep asking, I've tried to ask Elon a couple times. You, you know, it's, the guy probably gets thousands of tweets a day. Uh, I mean, he's got three point something million followers, but I've tried to ask a couple times. You know, it's, again, my thought of, hey, everybody who ordered on March 31st, make, make Sig Red available to them as like the, the quote unquote pre order bonus to use video game nomenclature. But anyway, uh, in, in lieu of Sig Red, I'm really hoping that that Tesla multi coat red that's on the S and X will be offered for, for Model 3 because I definitely want it. I, the, the red that they had on the uh, rolling mule at the event did not look like multi coat red to me, it looked like something else. Uh, <clears throat> next up, a number of you wrote to me or tweeted me about this, and in fact, one of you called me about supercharging. So, anonymous caller who did not identify yourself, the floor is yours. Hey, just a quick comment on your podcast about um, after after the Model 3 was introduced in your, your registration. Anyway, um, you said very uh, kind of like factually that supercharging is included in all Model 3s, and I don't think that's actually the case. I think supercharging is not included in all Model 3s. I think supercharging hardware is included in all the cars, but I, I think the option to use the network will be, in fact, an option, because if you look at the website, it says very clearly on the Model S and the Model X website um, that it's free lifetime included charging on the supercharger network. But if you go to the Model 3 website, it actually just says supercharging capable. So just like the autopilot where all the hardware is included in the cars, but the option to you know activate it will be a feature or like an, you know, an option. Um, I'm getting the vibe that supercharging would also be an option, which makes sense for a $35,000 car. Some people just don't need it. So why would you pay for it if you don't need it? So I just I think you should kind of be a little more clear about whether or not the supercharging is included because as of right now it looks like it's not and your podcast included comments to make it sound like it was. So um besides that great job. Thanks. Bye. So you sir are indeed correct. I I appreciate you pointing this out. Now, I apologize for this, but it was an honest mistake to make on my part because man Elon sure did make it sound that way. Here, listen to what he said on stage again. Then with respect to supercharging, uh, all Model 3s will come with supercharging standard. So there you go. You could see, you could see why, I, why I reported that on the podcast because I was in the crowd and I heard him say that and I was like, yes, that's awesome. Uh, so I should add to this, a Redditor reached out to Tesla PR and got this response, quote, all Model 3 will have the capability for supercharging. We haven't specified and aren't right now whether supercharging will be free, end quote. So it sounds like there might still be deciding. And in fact, uh, I went back and looked at this on the website again, because that was a lot of you that did tweet or write to me mentioned that, oh, on the, on the Tesla website, on the Model 3 section, it lists the standard features, you know, it lists uh, a 215 mile range and uh, five star safety in every category. And it mentions autopilot uh, safety features. And then it said supercharging capable. Well, when I was prepping the show today and I went and looked at the site, the capable has been removed. It just says supercharging. 
right next to autopilot hardware. So it definitely, it's very vague and they must still be sorting that detail out of the car uh, with it right now. I mean, I, I guess, who knows? I don't even, can't even begin to speculate what they're trying to figure out. It's like, you know, do we, uh, one way or the other, they're decide, probably deciding whether whether or not it's going to be just straight free or whether they're going to charge charge it as, a, as an option on the car or what. But in any case... It appears to still be murky. I apologize for stating it definitively last week. It was a. It, it came from, from an honest place from listening uh, to Elon say it on stage. So, next up, remember the token of appreciation for line goers that I mentioned on last week's show. It will indeed be some kind of physical thing. Elon said, "Quote, token of appreciation for those who lined up coming via mail." thought maybe 20 to 30 people per store would line up, not 800 gifts on order, end quote. So maybe I'm right. I speculated, I mentioned at the event, all the employees were wearing this uh, Tesla T logo pin on their, somewhere on their, their clothing, on their outfit. So I, I'm thinking, oh, you know, could be that. That could be a, a simple little thing for them to mail. That would be kind of cool. So uh, we will have to wait and see. You know, it could also be, Although the, I, I would think the shipping would be maybe a little much on this, but the the giveaway at the event, the the ta- they had a little take home thing. They handed all of us and uh, this sort of little paper envelope, and inside there's a good like it's it's got to be at least eleven by seventeen, if not. A, it's like a little mini poster of sketches from Fran- from Franz of the Model Three, just like a little comp a little collage compilation thing of them. If you, it's also, there's a picture of it on Elon's Twitter as well, if you don't know what I'm talking about. So I wonder if they'll just mail that to everyone since they already had them, well, they had some of them printed. But again, it, that could be a bit cumbersome to mail because you can't fold it. But I guess we'll find out soon enough. I'm, you know, I'm content to have a reservation on the car, but hey, a little, a little gift. I wouldn't, cer- I certainly wouldn't say no to that. Now, <clears throat> An observation I wanted to make last week, but somehow missed in my show notes, the new 15-inch landscape touchscreen dashboard has buttons for media controls, phone, climate controls, etc. But the prototypes lacked a camera button, a rear camera button. Now, the good news, we know it's going to be there. Not only is it federal law that all new cars have a backup camera installed as of 2018, but you can, in fact, see the camera in an up-close shot of the, the uh, prototype's license plate that's on the Tesla Twitter page. If you go there and, and look in the photos, you'll find it very quickly. But I'm really hoping that I can keep that camera on all the time. I find this extremely useful in the Model S. Anytime I'm driving one, which of course is usually my cousin Pat's down in Arizona, it, the you know, the... the the blind spots on the car, I mean, if you t- physically turn your head to, to check over your left shoulder, if you need to, you know, change lanes or what have you, it's tough to see. It is very, very tough to see. Uh, and the, but the backup camera, if you have that on at all times, it provides almost 180 degree view. I mean, it is awesome and it's really super useful. I like to have it on all the time, anytime I'm driving an S. Now, maybe those of you who own S's and are super used to them, 
don't need it, don't, you know, maybe maybe you just know the car well enough to not need it, but I don't know, I find it very useful and I really hope that the Model 3 will allow us to turn on that camera anytime the car is in motion. So, uh, let's get to the big thing here, <clears throat> and that is Elon Musk going absolutely hog wild on Twitter, or as he called it, an impromptu AMA, which for those of you who are not familiar with, uh, with Reddit, ask me anything. That is the terminology there. So let's review. Let's go one by one through all the Twitter knowledge that Elon dropped about the Model 3 this week. The, I want to start with the one I think was is the most significant, at least to me, and I think to a lot of you, and that is in regards to the dual motor. Elon confirmed that it will cost less than the $5,000 it currently costs as an option on the Model S. Uh, this could also indicate, so why, why this is big, is because this could also indicate that other Model 3 options will cost less than their S or X counterparts. Please let there be a cheaper performance. <laughs> let the performance option be cheaper. Uh, so that is big news because, you know, as I've been trying to price out what I think uh, the car is going to be with, with all the options that I want, which is basically I want everything except a cold weather package because I just don't live in a place that really needs it. Uh, you know, my figures come to like 75, 80 grand with ludicrous if you're using Model S as a guideline. So the good news is if, if all of the options or many of the options are less than their Model S counterparts, that's going to get the price of the car down. And that's fantastic news for me and for, certainly for everybody. So very cool stuff there. Elon also confirmed that an air suspension will be offered. Uh, now, for those of you who think, oh, well, duh, I don't know, I just think that an air suspension is one of those things that's not a sure thing on a, on a, on a lower, uh, luxury level, lower luxury level car. You know, the, the, an air suspension makes a ton of sense on a, on an upscale sedan or a, or SUV like the SRX, but, you know, on Model 3, I don't think it was a given, so I'm glad to see that it will be offered as an option there. I know that's an, I definitely want it, not only for the increase in ride quality, the, the streets are awful in San Francisco. I cannot, I mean, East Coast, we don't quite have it East Coast bad where there's just the, you know, the, the salt and the ice just, just destroys the roads, but the San Francisco roads are bad. Like anytime I visit my family in Arizona, the roads there are like they're just like paved in in silk. It, it's incredible how wonderful the roads are, and the, the freeways in particular, in the Phoenix area. In San Francisco, not so good. So I would love the air suspension, not only for the ride quality benefits, but uh, again, living and working in San Francisco, I would greatly appreciate being able to raise up that suspension a bit in certain geo-tagged spots with the car. So, uh, so there's that. Of course, it's not going to be standard. It'll be an option. So we'll see how much it ends up costing. Now, on the lack of an instrument cluster in front of the driver, this has been probably the, along with the trunk, the lack of instrument cluster in front of the driver has been the most talked about, let's say the most controversial aspect of the Model 3. Elon tweeted saying, quote, it will make sense 
after part two of the Model 3 unveil. On that note, I want to go to Sid, a Prius and Model S owner, to add a little context to this. Sid, go ahead. Hi, and this is Sid Weinstein. I've owned every Prius since Gen 1, although not the newest Gen 4, and I also own an S90D. The Model 3 center console has had precedent before in other cars, including the Gen 1 Prius from Toyota. I sent you via an email a picture of the Gen 1 Prius dashboard, so you can see how their smaller touchscreen and the, all, of the da all of the instrument panel is actually centered, and the instrument panel itself is up right by the glass in the center of the vehicle. Hope you enjoyed everything, and have a good week. So, yes, Sid, I did get your tweet, and thank you for that. I Personally, again, I'm still weirded out by it. I'm, I'm weirded out by it, and but I suspect that Elon has something up his sleeve. But thank you for that note that in, it, in fact, has been done before. Now, more on the steering system. Elon's, because, uh, again, a lot of people tweeting him about the trunk, a lot of people tweeting him about the dashboard steering situation. Elon says, quote, That's not the real steering. And he added, wait until you see the real steering controls and system for the model, for the three. It feels like a spaceship. And with that, I want to go to Papa Fox from the Tesla Motors Club forum who wants to chime in on this. So Papa Fox, go ahead. Hi, Ryan. Uh, Papa Fox from the Tesla Motors Club forums. Um, I listened to your uh, concerns about um, the lack of uh, speedometer and that type of thing right in front of you, and I, I think your instincts are good. I, I think something needs to be changed, and I think Tesla has an idea. Um, seems to me, looking at the layout of the car, the most likely solution is putting in a heads-up display, so something that actually shows your speed on the windshield. You actually see right through the windshield, and there's your speed along with everything else out there. So I'm thinking that's going to be the solution. So uh, we'll have to find out, but I, I think your instincts are good. I think there's more than meets the eye, and we're going to get that when Elon has his uh, second shot at uh, taking a look at Model 3. Also, I think um, steering wheels and that type of thing, is something is going to go on that's pretty creative there. And I think a side controller like on an F F16 jet is probably a little bit too much for right now, but... I think there'll be some innovation there. So uh, looking really forward to seeing the final uh, version of the Model 3. Thank you very much. You are hardly the only person. The HUD theory, the heads-up display theory, is a very, very popular one. And I am not only inclined to believe you, I want to believe. X-Files style. <laughs> I want to believe. A HUD would be awesome. That would be a very cool thing. Elon's very much about cool. I like cool. I've, you know, uh, my current car is not that cool. <laughs> I would love for my Model 3 to be as cool as possible. But then the, there's another theory that's been kind of making the rounds. And that is that, I, and I think people are taking, well, I think, we'll see if who's right in the end, but I think people might be taking the spaceship thing a little too literally because uh, there are people saying that, they think it's going to have some sort of side stick, like a, a joystick control of some kind. Uh, I just don't see Tesla going that far out on a limb in a car that's meant to bring the masses into the EV fold. Like, you just, I don't think you can go that weird. Also, uh, 
when you think more, a side stick goes totally against Tesla's minimalist de interior design principles. So I don't see it happening. And in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna out Papa Fox. I hope he doesn't doesn't mind here. He actually called twice. The first time, he he mentioned the side stick and was like, oh, I think it could be this the side stick thing. But he called back a little while later to be like, you know what? I thought more about it, and uh, I'm gonna. I, I didn't. I don't think the side stick thing is happening, and so I'm gonna call you back. And then he called back. So, um, so see, he, he he agrees that he thought more about it. And he was like, I don't know. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I just don't think anything crazy like a side stick is happening. But I'm very much on board the HUD train. Like, just yeah, get book me a seat on the HUD train, and let's 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 you know pull on the 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 whistle as it leaves the station. Like, woo woo, HUD train. Uh, someone tweeted, Elon needs better front design, and Elon replied saying, "quote Some tweaking underway," and then. Someone sent him a, a, a photo of an image that someone had photoshopped on TMC that basically gets rid of the lip on the front of the car and just, well, I think that pretty much explains it. Just gets rid of the lip so it has a very sort of uniform look to the, the front end. So Elon said, uh, he, or rather, Elon asked for a link to that thread where people had posted that, or, uh, posted that and people were discussing it. So he seems to have gone and at least looked at it and, and read the discussion. So that is very interesting there. So he is watching. Uh, now I want to go to Nick in Massachusetts who does not like the lack of instrument cluster or what he feels is the tacked-on center console. Nick, go ahead. Hey, Ryan. This is Nick from Massachusetts. Uh, I hope you can hear me okay. I am calling from a cell phone, uh, but I love the podcast. I just had a question for you on the uh, Model 3's display. So I overall like the exterior of the car a lot. I have, I'm a little bit unsure about the rear end, but other than that, I love the exterior. Um, the interior, I don't like as much. Um, I'm not sure about the lack of a display in front of the driver, but also the center display looks like it's uh, mounted or tacked on. So I'm sure that Tesla wouldn't actually make it flimsy. I'm sure it will be quite sturdy. However, from a, a design perspective, uh, riding in the car, does it look like it was mounted on there rather than designed to be part of the car? Uh, I'm wondering if that will continue to be the case in the production version or not. Uh, and from your perspective, having been in the car, what are your thoughts on the design of that display um, and on the practicality or functionality of that display? All right. Thanks again. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Nick, thank you for the call. As I said last week, it weirded me out, too. It really did. Uh, both seeing the pictures and being in the car it weirded me out. Now I didn't, I was sitting behind the driver, so I didn't have as good a look at it during my test ride. I was kind of, I was too busy staring mostly at the, uh, at the, the 15 inch, the dashboard, the touchscreen, honestly. But, um, as Elon said, 
It's not the final steering system, so we'll see what we ultimately get. Now, as for me, I will say that it was dark during my test ride, so I didn't get a great look at it. But uh, to your other concern, I do think that the center screen definitely looks organic in the car. And by the way, it looks huge in person, even though it's actually two inches smaller than the S and X screen, thanks to it being turned in the landscape orientation. Now, in that orientation, the passenger can get at it much, much easier, which is something that Tesla's Doug Field, the guy that was doing my drive on my test ride, he made a point of that during my test ride. And that's, uh, that's a thing I, that uh, we've seen Tesla repeat again. So they want to give, you know, it's not, it's not really angled toward the driver like the SNX is. So they want to give the passenger access to that, that touchscreen. More stuff from Elon. He, this, this is, by the way, this is all in the span of about an hour, maybe a little more. Uh, he just, he clearly, the guy, the guy works 100 plus hours a week running two companies, one in San Francisco and one in LA. And he must have just found himself with a rare moment of, of downtime and decided to take to Twitter and see what people were saying and answered a bunch of people's questions. I think it's awesome. He said uh, that they are aiming for a 0.21 drag coefficient. Now, you remember the rumor ahead of the, the Model 3 reveal was that Elon had pushed the team to get it to 0 0.20 or less. And it looks like they got really, really close. I mean, at least he says aiming for 0.21. So maybe the prototypes as they are now are not quite there yet. But aiming for a 0.21 drag coefficient. The Model S is a 0.24. And I believe the X is a 0.24 as well. Don't quote me on that one, but the, the Model S one, I'm very confident. I'm pretty sure I have that number committed to memory. Elon also confirmed that a vegan interior option will be available. I'm hoping that means the same synthetic white interior that the X has available. And uh, I, I don't know, but the silver Model 3 prototype that I rode in had a white interior, so I wonder if that will in fact be it. I really like the white. I just like how bold and different and stark it is. Uh, particularly, you know, I think with Sig Red or even Multi, I think with a red exterior, it uh, it really just contrasts nicely. So I, I I will definitely order white, whether whether it's the vegan synthetic or actual leather. Uh, if that white is available, I'm probably probably going to go down that road. Uh, now. Let's go to another anonymous caller who is curious about the child seat situation in Model 3. Sir, go ahead. Thanks for your Model 3 podcast. Could you fit three car seats in the back? Probably not, but my wife made to ask. So, in fact, Elon did answer your question, and he said, quote, will easily fit two child seats Three, if you buy slim seats. So there you go. Don't, do not hesitate to get your little ones into the Model 3. Uh, also, Elon mentioning that the Model 3 will fit, quote, no problem through garages that are less than eight feet wide, which is exactly my situation. So that's good news. I mean, for me, the S only fits through my garage with the mirrors folded in. So we'll see, whereas my G35 now... Uh, fits with the mirrors uh, extended uh, with with some room to spare, too. So I'm, I suspect the 3 is going to be a bit wider than my G35, but probably not a ton. Uh, 
wider. So we'll see about that. But good news there. Uh, now, uh, all West Coast orders will uh, not go first. Not not all of them. They're going to start on the West Coast, but it's not going to be like everybody in the West, in California gets their car before anybody else in any other state does. Of course, didn't think so. We talked about this last week, and in fact, in the weeks leading up to the Model 3 reveal, but uh, Elon added, quote, the reason initial cars are delivered close to the factory is to have rapid turnaround on early issues. Uh, hey, Elon, I'm close to the factory. I live 45 minutes away here in the, in the city. Get me my car early, please. Then I'll have a good shot at the full tax credit. Plus, I just want it. I want it. So uh, we'll see. That may, that may play to my favor down the road. Some supercharger news, too. Elon, again, just hitting, just firing on all cylinders, covering all the bases here. Uh, on Ireland, if I have any Irish listeners out there, my last name is McCaffrey, after all, so I've got a little kinship with you. Uh, he says, quote, we'll cover whole country of Ireland, hopefully this year. So if you are an Irish listener of this show and you own a Tesla or plan to get one, you've got superchargers coming your way. And another tweet says, quote, Superchargers and service centers will cover all of Italy later this year for my Italian listeners. And superchargers in Mexico coming this year for any of you down in Mexico. Here's another thing he snuck in. for the, This one is for you existing Model S and Model X owners. And that is uh, you will be soon, quote, soon be getting a firmware update to the cars that adds the ability for the car to show you supercharger stall availability. So uh, for, this is going to be especially relevant on the coasts, I think, even more so in California, uh, particularly on that I-5 corridor. The superchargers tend to get very... Actually, even San Mateo, because that's the only one like properly in the Bay Area. But uh, yeah, so you're going to be able to, your car will be able to tell you whether or not there are superchargers, supercharger stalls available before you get to them. So look for that update coming, quote, soon, according to Elon. Now, remember my comment last week about how I was pretty sure that the prototype Model 3 that I rode in wasn't a performance car? I, if you remember the audio from last week, uh, Doug Field would not, he didn't want, he did confirm that it was an all-wheel drive car, but would not confirm one way or the other whether or not it was performance. I suspected no. Elon did note uh, the same thing that the prototypes had all-wheel drive, but he added, quote, production all-wheel drive will be a lot faster, which makes me feel really good. Because like I said last week, the when when Doug hit it, you know, he didn't sort of gun it from zero. We were going sort of moving a little bit, but it just didn't, it didn't, it definitely didn't feel like insane mode. And if it in fact wasn't even a performance model at all, if it was just an, uh, a D model, then it's good to hear that the, the final production Ds will get some extra kick to them. That is, that is super good news. Uh, now, East Coast buyers, those of you on, I know we have plenty of those folks, you will, quote, definitely, according to Elon, have a chance at the tax credit. Note the word chance in there, though, that Elon mentions. 
He says, quote, our production ramp should enable large numbers of non X or S customers to receive the credit, which is obviously music to my ears. That was, of course, a, a huge topic of concern in the, in the Tesla community. For those of us who have been waiting for the three, you know, I, I went through it all a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to go through it again, but uh, big point of discussion. So I, I have to just place my faith and trust in Elon that, that he will uh, be true to his word on that. But that is, that is good to hear him say. Now, another thing is the tax credit starts to fa- it phases out beginning at the 200,000th car sold in the United States from Tesla across Roadster, S, X, and 3. So with regards to the idea of Tesla kind of, you know, I won't call it gaming the system because that is a bit of a negative connotation, but just roll with me, gaming the system so that they can get as many U.S. customers the full tax credit as possible by, say, you know, delivering the 199,997th car at the end of a quarter and then, you know, holding off or just more realistically shipping a, a bunch of cars out of the United States to, to another market, to Canada or Mexico or Europe or wherever, uh, in or, until the quarter flips over to the new to the new quarter when they can they can hit it and deliver a whole ton of cars that are eligible for the full tax credit. To this to this proposal, Elon replied, "Quote." We always try to maximize customer happiness, even if that means a revenue shortfall in a quarter. Loyalty begets loyalty. That is awesome to read. That is just fantastic. So he is pretty much literally spelling out saying, yep, we'll totally stop short or ship some cars somewhere else in order to maximize the number of people that get that have uh, the full tax credit available to them. So wonderful, wonderful news from Elon on that. Now, uh, I mentioned a few minutes ago the two big things that people have been tweeting Elon about and the, the two biggest uh, points of, shall we say, controversy on the Model 3 are the, uh, the uh, of course, the trunk... And the front end. So with regard to the, the, the opposite ends of the car. So on the rear end of the car with that trunk, Elon has replied to this, to variations of this question several times. And he, uh, he said, quote, only way to get enough rear passenger headroom was to move the rear roof cross car support beam. A bike will still fit, no problem. And on the idea of of, a, of them tweaking the car to have a larger trunk opening or just make a hatchback instead. Elon says, quote, won't be a hatchback, but we should be able to increase the opening width and height. So that is very, very good news there. Uh, he's, again, from the fact that he has replied to this multiple times, it tells me that he is definitely aware of it and that Tesla is definitely tweaking it however they can. But again, I don't expect a full hatchback. That's the Model S. Uh, the 3 does not seem like it's going to be a hatchback for the rear headroom thing that, that Elon mentioned. Regarding the overall design of the car, uh, 
He says, quote, edge and contour refinement are ongoing. Even 0.1 millimeters matter, or rather one-tenth of a millimeter matters, if I, I suppose I should phrase that properly. And on that note, let me go to O'Neill from New Jersey, who is worried about the front end of the car. Go ahead, O'Neill. Hey, Ryan, this is O'Neill from New Jersey. I have two major issues after the uh, Model 3 reveal, and I'll get to them really quickly. I don't like the front end of the car. I know there's been a lot of hay made about that online, and I've seen a lot of different uh, posts about it. I think it looks very weird. Hopefully, you know, they'll change it. Um, Elon Musk seemed uh, very open to suggestions and, and changing it. And I know it's still early, so hopefully that'll change. And also, the screen, I love the screen in the Model S, but um, the weird landscape uh, shape of that uh, screen inside the Model 3, especially without any um, dashboard in front of the driver, it just looks super weird in pictures. So I'm not really sure how it came off in person. You seem to like it uh, from the last episode, but I don't know. Those two things are really bothering me. So uh, um, talk me off a ledge, man. Hopefully they are much better than they seem, or hopefully they'll kind of tweak them and change them before the car actually starts shipping. Thanks, and uh, have a good one, man. I hear you on the front end, O'Neill. I, I absolutely hear you. I talked about it last week. But again, it, it is clear Elon is listening, as you noted. And Elon is a guy who has shown that he's going to follow his instincts. He will, he, it doesn't, look no further than the X's falcon wing doors for proof of that. He is going to, if he is uh, settled on something, if he is determined, it's going to happen. But, Remember that the Model 3 is so important to Tesla's mission. It is the end goal. It is, it is the, the reason the company exists, the reason it was founded. So the, if he hears enough chatter about something, in this case, you know, we saw it with the trunk and we'll see about the front end, he's going to deal with it. Like he, he, the, the, This car is too important. A few other things here. Just a, a few more quick tweets to wrap up. The back seats can fold down, which is very much expected, but good to have confirmation from Elon on that. Uh, there will be an optional tow hitch, so the car will have enough pop to to haul some stuff, if uh, you know, some maybe a little little trailer if you need it. And he adds, Matt Black was surprisingly popular. Probably makes sense to bring it to production. Now. I am personally, I think I'm just, I think I'm just a little too old. I'm 35. Uh, I, the Matt thing has, has gotten popular after I've been an adult, <laughs> but I, I don't, I'm not a fan of the Matt thing. I think it makes a car look unfinished. That's just my own. I don't begrudge anybody if they, if they love it. Uh, but, uh, I, there was a thread in a thread about this on TMC, Somebody posted a link to, I forget who it was. It might have been Hyundai uh, offers one of their sort of more youth-appealing models in a matte finish. And there, some, they posted a link to the, the car care instructions for the matte finish. And it, it, it reads like, and now I'm into cars. I, I mean, it reads like a nightmare to me to try and care for matte paint. Like, 
You can't, anything you do could put scratches in it and permanently damage it. You gotta, basically you have to like spray it down. Uh, it's, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot to go through. Uh, so I, I'm gonna personally pass on the matte black option, but I know a lot of people out there do love the matte. They're into it. So uh, to each their own, but apparently it is a, uh, a bit of a pain. It's like, it's like the opposite. So again, I, I'm, I was spoiled by my DeLorean. My DeLorean, you know, that was my original special car, my first dream car that I was so lucky to have for 12 years. And stainless steel is literally the easiest car finish to take care of. Not a joke, not an exaggeration, because if you scratched it, or if it got scratched somehow, you could take it out with a heavy-duty Scotch-Brite pad. You could just brush the scratch out of the car. you make it look good as new. And, of course, you don't wax it. It's, it's just, there's no clear coat on it. There's no, it's just bare stainless steel. You could actually clean the entire car with Windex. With a, with a roll of paper towels and a, and a bottle of Windex, you could do the whole car. But, anyway, uh, looks like matte black for Model 3 will be a production option. So I suspect it'll cost extra, but if you are into it, start planning for it because it looks like it's going to happen for you. So that was the end of Elon's tweet storm. Just again, this was all in the span of about an hour. He just went nuts. He was replying to so many people. And that's awesome of him to do that. I mean, to, to really just capitalize on the he must have just been feeling good after after all those reservations. He's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna answer some people's questions out there, and, and bravo to him for doing so. I think it's fantastic that he, he got out and and was an, and giving more details about this car. Now, the only I think what what really was the only other Tesla news this week, and it kind of came and went without a lot of fanfare. I think this, you know, the Model 3 continued to dominate discussions and uh, everybody's just amped on the 325,000 reservations. Tesla missed their guidance for Q1 by less than 10%, by the way. Now, they weren't off by much, but it was due to the Model X. They did reaffirm their 2016 full-year guidance that they anticipate delivering the 80 to 90,000 cars that they said they would. But what's interesting, what was interesting about this statement is that they actually admitted that they bit off, that maybe they bit off a bit more than they could chew with the Model X. This is a quote from Tesla's statement. The root causes of the parts shortages with Model X were Tesla's hubris in adding far too much new technology to the Model X in version one. That's, what company would ever say that? Name another company that would admit to hubris and would say, you know what? We probably should have, we probably should have started a little slow. We shouldn't have done all that to start with. I mean, that's, that's impressive. Uh, so let me finish the statement actually before I talk more about this. So this, again, quote, the root causes of the parts shortages were Tesla's hubris in adding far too much new technology to the Model X in version 1, insufficient supplier capability validation. In other words, they didn't have a plan B when, when a supplier couldn't deliver for them. Uh, and Tesla not having broad enough internal capability to manufacture the parts in-house. The parts in question were only half a dozen out of more than 8,000 unique parts, nonetheless missing even one part 
means a car cannot be delivered. Tesla is addressing all three root causes to ensure that these mistakes are not repeated with the Model 3 launch. Uh, I, again, I love this. I love that they owned it. They said, you know what? We, we messed up here. Our hubris and our, our lack of a backup plan really screwed us over here. We're, we, we're, we're taking uh, the lesson and we're going to apply it so that this does not occur again with Model 3. Yeah, again, name another company that would admit to hubris. This is one of the many reasons why I, I really, truly love Tesla and what they're doing and why I'm doing a podcast about them. Elon is honest. The company is honest. Now, of course, I know some of you who've been enduring very, very difficult, painful waits for your Model Xs, marked by poor communication on top of it, might disagree with me on that. But I think it's fair to say that in general... Elon Musk is not a guy who sweeps things under the rug or dodges questions or flat-out lies. So uh, kudos to Tesla on that statement. And I'm glad to hear that they are uh, taking steps to not repeat those mistakes when I'm going to be the really antsy person (laughs) waiting for my Model 3, just like there are so many thousands of antsy people still waiting for their Model Xs now. All right, I need a break. Uh, That was a lot to get through, but more of your phone calls await. I'm going to dip into the Ride the Lightning hotline with a few phone calls right after this. Welcome to the Ride the Lightning Hotline. It is the place you can call, leave a message anytime, day or night, and I uh, will probably play your call because, by the way, like all of your calls are good. I I really appreciate that everybody has thought out great things to add to the podcast. I love it. So uh, it's this point in the show I want to remind you, if you've got a question, a comment, or a discussion topic for the podcast, please call the Ride the Lightning Hotline or, hey, better yet, Skype it. Uh, it's anytime. You can do it anytime. It's toll free. And the phone number or Skype number to dial is 1 888 989 8752. That's 1 888 989 8752. And by the way, if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday or anniversary or graduation or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from their friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Please visit lifeonrecord.com if you want to learn more. First up is Mitchell from down in OKC, loving the Model 3, and had himself an exciting. Mitchell, go ahead. Hey, Ryan. It's Mitchell. I live in Oklahoma City, so I don't think anyone's called from there before. Anyway, I got a couple of things. Uh, First off, wow, Model 3. Uh, what a car, what a presentation, what a week of, of awesome car stuff, right? Uh, I drove down to Dallas on Wednesday night, stood in line at the North Park Mall, and was one of the first to reserve, so pretty excited about that. Um, another thing, you're always talking about how you always see, or you've never seen Model X in the wild in California, and something I thought was really awesome, I saw a Model X Signature Red P90D in Oklahoma City the other day. And that was my 
first one as well. First Model X ever seen. Uh, pretty crazy here in a little oil-booming city of Oklahoma City to see a, a big, bad Tesla. But uh, thought that was pretty cool. My question is, the Model X is out. The Model S is out. We've seen those production cars. Obviously, the Model 3 is going to be a prototype for a long time. If it were to be the final production car today, you know, would you be happy with the design they've come up with and all of the features from interior to there was a small article about the trunk space not being that great? Uh, if, if you could change things about it, and I know I love the car as it is, I'm um, sure you do as well. If you could change the Model 3 at all, what would you change about it? Um, what would you want to make better? Anyway, love the show. Love the podcast. Uh, great. Mitchell, thank you for the call. And uh, you ask if I would be happy if the Model 3 prototype were final or what I'd change about it. Now, we know it's not final. Elon, as we heard earlier, uh, has some. there are some tweaks going on to the car, to the trunk, to maybe the front end. The trunk opening is going to get a bit bigger. Uh, now, and he mentioned that the tiniest edges and lines of the car are being refined. The front end may be tweaked because, remember, he I just mentioned how he asked to see the photoshops that people had made of the front of the front end from Tesla Motors Club Forum. Now, I think he's not only the kind of CEO who would genuinely listen to his customers and does, but again, as I mentioned earlier, I think he's got an even keener ear now because again how critical Model 3 is to the Tesla mission. This is it. The company was founded in 2003 for this. I mean, you know, not to, not to take anything away from the Roadster or the S or the X. Those have all been necessary, just vital steps and incredible products. But it's to get to now, to get to this point with Model 3. Now, as for what I would change, I... Honestly, I need more time with the nose, like in-person time. I don't hate it, as I said last week, but if that lip went away, I also wouldn't mind. But for all I know, the lip is vital to the car's drag coefficient. I'm not, a, I'm not an engineer. I don't, you know, I'm not sure. It could be vital to that 0.21 drag coefficient that they're shooting for, which affects the car's efficiency, which of course is its range, that 215 mile minimum standard range on the on the standard battery pack. So the point is that tweaking the front end, removing that lip or doing something else might not be a trade-off that Tesla is willing to make. But I'll tell you, we got our first look at the, at the prototypes in broad daylight this week. If you haven't seen the pictures, they're on uh, the Tesla Motors Club forum uh, in the photos of Model 3 thread. So take a look there. Now, the get this, the, that gunmetal gray matte finish car, it was at a supercharger in Southern California this week, although it looked black in the pictures. So I don't know if Tesla repainted it or if my eyes were just, if it just looked gray in the, under the, the artificial lighting at night. I swear, I was like, the car didn't look, it looks black in these new pictures. But anyway, and the, uh, the silver car that I rode in was apparently doing some sort of Tesla promotional video shoot because it was photographed 
uh, driving behind an S that had a camera rig mounted to the back of the S. There is a great photo from Reddit that's posted in that same photos of Model 3 thread I mentioned a second ago that gives you a great look at the side profile of the car in broad daylight, and it looks awesome. I mean, it, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a straight-on side shot from the, the driver's side. It looks great. I mean, I just it looks so, so good. And uh, what's even better about that picture from the, from the Redditor is that the S is in the picture too, most of it, like three quarters of the S, the back three quarters. So you can see the family resemblance between the two cars. So you can see how similar the, the just, out, like if you were to outline the cars, you could, uh, at least from that side, you know, it's a very similar shape. It just, yeah, you can really see the family resemblance. It looks great. And I want to mention, by the way, that because uh, you you mentioned Mitchell about seeing a Sig Red X in Oklahoma City, I finally started seeing Model Xs in the wild this week. In fact, I've seen four of them in the last uh, three days, including two today. I was out and about doing Saturday errands, saw two of them, and it was just fantastic to see them. Hopefully, the floodgates have opened now that you know more and more deliveries are happening. And I'll start seeing more and more of them on the road. I love it. Uh, let's go to Chris in Boulder, who wanted to share his reservation story from up in Colorado. Chris, go ahead. Hey, Ryan. This is Chris in Boulder, and I just uh, wanted to leave a message with my uh, impressions on uh, leaving a reservation and the car reveal. Um, I waited at the uh, line at Park Meadows store in Denver. I got there about 7.30 a.m. local time, and I walked out with my reservation at about 11. Uh, as I understand it, when the store opened at 10 a.m., there were about five to 600 people there, so pretty pretty good line considering we had some cold weather and snow. Um, when I walked out, I was initially relieved uh, to have my reservation, but uh, like you, was then a little concerned. I didn't have anything that really confirmed I had actually made a reservation, uh, but then found I had uh, uh, fairly quickly had a credit card charge that helped a bit. Uh, I was still worried through the night's proceedings and watching the reveal, but woke up in the morning and I had a reservation number on my Tesla and soon after got my email. Uh, And the reveal itself, I just love the looks of this car, Uh, love the glass roof. Uh, I think the base specs are good. 215 miles is a little on the low end of what I was hoping for the base. I'm hoping it'll be more like 230 uh, by the time uh, we actually get the car in production, but, but we'll see. Concerns for me are essentially the trunk, which I know potentially is part of that roof design, uh, but is a, is a disappointment to me versus the hatch, uh, and the interior itself. I like the, uh, the, the horizontal 15-inch monitor. You definitely called that one. I thought of that as soon as I heard that in the reveal. Uh, but, but I don't know about not having driver-oriented controls, hoping there's maybe a heads-up display option or something uh, by the time we, we see the actual car. I'm also hoping the base interior is going to have uh, good quality seats, not necessarily expecting Gen 2, but maybe better than the early uh, Tesla base level seats. And uh, more than just a plain black interior, we'll see about that. Uh, the supercharger access is interesting. At first, I thought it was going to be completely free. Now the site shows supercharging capable, so it will uh, remains to be seen, I guess, how they're going to uh, determine that access. Uh, so definitely still anxious about that. Um, 
Other than that, I saw uh, yesterday or Saturday they just crossed 250,000 reservations as a current EV driver. I've got a lease. I'm very happy to see that kind of interest in electric vehicles, but of course concerned about Tesla's ability to produce those cars and do it in a in a in a timely fashion and keep the quality good. We'll see how that goes. Um, personally, I'll be getting a mid-spec car, all-wheel drive, cold weather package, maybe some rims, a couple other upgrades, but not going nuts. I'm guessing being in Denver area, that's going to put me at hopefully worst-case scenario 2019, early 2019 delivery. And I'm thinking that would likely be also half the Fed rebate. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, that's about it. Uh, just excited. This is going to be an extremely tough year, couple of years waiting. Uh, and want to let you know, thanks for the great show. Really, really enjoy it. Thanks so much. Well, you're absolutely right, Chris. It is going to be a tough two-year wait. Um, I think I, I at least have this podcast as an outlet to help to help just like get you know just just talk about stuff to get it out, and it'll it'll help. I I really hope that listening to this for you guys will help make the wait a little more bearable. It is going to be it is going to be a tough wait for all of us. Uh, certainly for me, I, I I can't disagree with you there. I want to go next to Bruce, who's calling in from the Dallas line. Bruce, go ahead. Hello, my name is Bruce Otterstein. I tweeted you the uh, info about Dallas. There were about 500 people in line ahead of me. <clears throat> about the time I re- got there, about 200 people had already gone through the line. Anyway, uh, as far as buying here in the in Texas, I don't think um, whether we buy in the showroom or not is much of an issue. Why, the way I understand it from the Tesla employees is you, um, it's only a showroom. They can't negotiate on price. All you do is you get on their computer and you actually make a phone call to California and, and buy from them. And then it's delivered to our service station here in Fort Worth, which uh, happens to be about six hours away from my house. I live in Amarillo, Texas. So when I drove down to Dallas, uh, I left at 5 a.m., got there about 11, thinking, well, I'm going to miss the line, which is okay. And uh, I was very wrong. I go to the store. They tell me the line is across the hall. There was about 20 people in that line. And I was like, okay, great. That's not terrible. So I get to the end of that line, and then the, a police officer walks over to me and says, are you in line for the Model 3? And I said, yes, sir. He says, well, the line is actually outside. We're letting 20 people in at a time so we don't flood the mall. And I proceed to go outside and this long snaking line in the courtyard out there which luckily the weather in Dallas was pretty nice not terrible in fact there was a restaurant out there which was pretty smart about the whole thing and seeing people in line is the restaurant across the courtyard sent employees over there taking orders for lunch and they brought them over to people in line so it was overall a pleasant experience didn't take forever. I was only in line for about three hours uh, and got home back in Amarillo, Texas fairly late that night. 
Anyway, I look forward to the podcast. Thank you. That is a that is a heck of a story, Bruce. That, <laughs> that's I, I had to I have to imagine that was a little deflating when you're like, oh, okay, well I'll just go to the back of the line, and then the police officer's like, actually no, this isn't even close to the back of the line. But um, so there you go. It's there was there was a benefit to camping out, but uh, glad you got your reservation in, and glad you glad you got to. Have a little fun in line with, with some other people and maybe or sounds like we ordered some lunch. Finally this week, I want to do one more phone call from the Ride the Lightning hotline. It comes to us from Andrew up in Canada with regards to the online reservation process. Andrew, go ahead. Hi, Ryan. This is Andrew from Canada again. Yeah, I just wanted to leave two points. Uh, first of all, I wanted to get uh, your take on uh, if, what... What, if you heard from others on the uh, the online reservation process, um, I first saw the online form uh, about 20 minutes before, or 10 minutes before it was supposed to be released, but the branding and everything just didn't look quite right to me, so I actually uh, hesitated on putting in my credit card information because it didn't feel quite right, and I want to randomly give uh, $1,000 to some uh, genius um uh, phishing scam, but uh, anyways, I ended up about 25 minutes later, now 15 minutes after the deadline, I convinced myself that it was indeed a genuine site and put down my uh, my uh, deposit and I can't help but uh, feel like I'm uh, kick, continue kicking myself and how many thousands of reservations happened within those 25 minutes and how many places in line did I lose, but um, anyway, my second point was um, on the form factor of the car, uh, a lot of people have here have been complaining that uh, it's not a hatch and while myself I would have preferred a hatch from the uh, mission of Tesla and getting as many EVs out there as possible I just my personal thought is that the Honda Civic is is one of the more successful uh, cars around the Civic sedan in particular it's been around since I don't know the 80s um, and the form factor of this car is is uh, fairly similar to that with the notchback trunk and that and so uh, I I, uh, I think it'll do just fine and we've actually our 16 year old Honda Civic um, does quite nicely for our family of four hopefully someday a family of five and we carry uh, canoes and bikes and uh, large chunks of furniture sheets of drywall and all that sort of stuff on a roof rack so um, so long as the Model 3 has a roof rack, I think it'll be do just swimming swimmingly. So just wanted to offer confidence to those from uh, uh, one who has a car of that form factor and beyond excited for uh, things to come out and embracing myself for the wait. Thanks a lot for doing the podcast. Cheers. Bye. Andrew, thank you for the call. Uh, don't sweat it too much, honestly, because uh, remember... It's more about your region of the country. Now, you didn't say where in Canada that you're from and what configuration that you order. So if you're, if you're planning on a performance model, definitely don't sweat it. Uh, and also, by the way, your suspicion wasn't necessarily unfounded with regard to that font thing and wondering, like, am I being fished right now? Because Tesla did. I noticed it too. I was like, oh, look at that. Tesla did change their font for the Model 3. It's sort of a, it's a bit, a bit of a mod, a bit more of a modern font. It's a sans serif for the, if any anyone else that's worked in the print industry before. Uh, it is a different font than the S and X for Model 3. So um, 
You're not crazy in that regard. Oh my goodness, wonderful phone calls this week. Thank you all so much for uh, participating in the podcast. I love getting more and more voices from, from the community here on with questions, with comments, with discussion topics. Again, you can call or Skype and leave a message anytime it gets dumped into a voicemail box that then emails me. So I promise even if it's 3 a.m., you won't disturb me. The, that toll-free number to call or Skype one more time is 1-888-989-8752, 1-888-989-TSLA. Uh, quick break, and then I'll wrap up here right after this. All right, uh, I want to remind you, this is the final week of the current Model S referral program. Two of you have already kindly used Peter Kersgaard's referral code that I've been mentioning on the show, which gets me, by virtue of Peter's generosity, and uh, two entries now into the raffle for the ludicrous Model X. Uh, so thank you to the two of you. One of you wrote me, and I don't know the other of you is, is anonymous at this point. But uh, I guess at this point you're gonna have to take you'd have to take delivery, so you'd have to buy an inventory car. Uh, or I, I guess I don't know if CPO counts for it. Actually, I honestly don't know, but uh, inventory car for sure. So if you're planning on picking up a, a Tesla uh, for a bit of a discount this week via the the inventory car demo car program, please visit. This URL, it's ts.la slash peter6387. You will get a $1,200 credit towards a home charging installation. Uh, and again, I will get, by, by the virtue of Peter's generosity, a, uh, an entry into that Model X raffle drawing. So uh, this is the last time I'll mention it, and I just want to sincerely thank Peter for uh, making what is an incredibly generous offer. The odds are, of course, not good that I'm going that 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 he is going to win the X and that it's going to get to me. And uh, but uh, he was very sincere, and there are I've got a, there's at least a chance now. So thank you, folks. And maybe uh, you know if you again you got you got one more week <laughs> if you're planning on getting an X. Get yourself that $1,200 uh, home charging installation credit. Now, uh, follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan or email me anytime, teslapodcast at gmail.com. My day job that actually pays the bills is uh, I work at IGN, the world's number one video game website. We also cover movies, TV, comics, all kinds of entertainment stuff. So uh, check that out. If you uh, want to see what I'm up to there, I do an Xbox podcast that uh, hits every Wednesday called Podcast Unlocked. I have a uh, side thing, a little t-shirt website with some video game and uh, geek-inspired designs that I'm, I'm pretty proud of. If you'd visit nerdstyles.com, maybe you'll see a design you like. Or the there is a coffee mug also of the most popular t-shirt design is also on a coffee mug. And hey... Definitely subscribe to Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter if you have not done so already. The easy peasy website there is teslaweekly.com. And again, I always like to thank Gene and the crew at teslarati.com as well for their support of the podcast. 
And a reminder to all of you, with Teslas already, you can listen to this podcast in your Tesla. Gotta, you got to go to the TuneIn website, search for Tesla Podcast or Ride the Lightning, you'll find the show. Follow it on the site, and then it'll be under, my, under your favorites listing in your car. So uh, I know a number of you actually listen that way, which I think is awesome. And that's it. That's it for episode 36. There was a heck of a busy show. Uh, so much to get to, but so much good stuff. This is, this is just more... I know there won't be this much meat to chew on every week. In fact, um, maybe now it's going to get quiet for a little while. But uh, it's been... Man, it is just, the last couple weeks is... The last month has just been so much fun. So much fun. Again, if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for giving it a try. I hope you'll stick with it. And for those of you that have been around a little longer, again, I appreciate your support so, so much as well. So again, my name is Ryan McCaffrey. This is Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. I'll see you again next week for episode 37. Have a good week, everybody. Happy electric motoring.